This is Tomorrow's Bike Podcast, the podcast where Andres and I are diving with stunning guests into their story, challenges and opportunities, all backed by food, allowing us all to get inspired, get more knowledge and grow. And today we talk about... And I realized that the healthy food is not just a recipe, but a challenge of uh, different aspects. And we wanted to find a way for consumers to incorporate it in their diets in more ways. So we decided to make a drink. How was the experience to present uh, this idea? And uh, how did the, the jury experience your product? Yeah, I can tell you that it was more challenging than we ever expected. <laughs> and here in the Netherlands, they found out that around 70% of the food that is available is not in that research addressed as a healthy food problem. So does then the focus needs to be on the consumer or the ones that provides this? For this question, if we go a little bit back... Can experts learn from the Euro as a new upcoming young entrepreneur or young employee? create the bias of tomorrow, we believe that we also have to give the stage to the next generation stepping into this field. Their perspective on our current food system is worth listening to. We kicked off with Maria and Mina, two health food innovation management students. These two showcase already their capabilities at the European competition Ecotrophilia. So without further ado, I'm Shaka van Kool and this is Tomorrow's Bites. So Mina and Maria, welcome to this podcast. As our first upcoming students, new innovators in this field, can you explain our listeners who you are? Yes, sure. Um, hello, uh, I'm Mina. I was born in Iran and lived there till my 24. And then I moved to Cyprus and did my second bachelor. There and finally last year I moved to the Netherlands to do my master and yeah. And hello from me. Uh, I'm Maria. I'm from Greece. I'm 26 years old and I'm doing my master together with Mina in health food innovation management in Maastricht. And what uh, were the reasons you started to following the, well, the, actually the interest in food and then now the master like i will start about like talking with my family like because like i grew up in a family that they always cared about food like my mom was like is still a huge fan of this organic homemade you know this caring about all this stuff and like you need to have enough proteins you need to take your nutrients like for daily you know recording basically and when I was a kid, like I thought, yeah, that's, this is normal and everyone is living in this way. But as I got older, I realized that uh, that's not true, unfortunately. And when I started my first bachelor's degree in nursing anesthesia, so like I, I was in touch with basically patients, people that they had chronic disease, 
during my internship and when I was working at the hospital after my graduation. So I I was like, okay. Like I saw that how much people are unfamiliar with healthy lifestyle. And like I feel that okay, that like there's a lot to prevent, like to do to prevent uh like from like to most chronic diseases that people are dealing with. So it's like, it's not that complicated, actually, maybe, but it is, I don't know. But for me, it's like, it can start like simply from our grocery basket, I feel like. And so I was like, oh, no, I don't want to deal when pe- with like the dizziness that people have, but I prefer to be with them before this step. So I did my second bachelor in nutrition and dietetics. And then I decided to do a master program because I found master of health with innovation management. And I was like, yes, this is what I want. Like for me, it's a perfect combination of like the favorite majors, like my favorite majors, like health, food and commercial. Yeah, this was basically my journey for this. And for me, it was a bit different. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mentioned that uh, I am from Greece. Yeah, I was growing there, surrounded by a lot of food culture, uh, and that actually triggered my love for food. Um, I was amazed by the combination of tradition, the history beho- behind every taste. And if you ever came in Greece, you <laughs> should know that it's delicious, but also nutritious. <laughs> So, yeah, however, as I grow older, uh, when I was in high school, there was a big um, economy decline. And actually, I saw first-hand people struggling with making affordable health choices. And that kind of put me in reality of all these things and boost my interest for changing something in the food sector. So when the time came, I chose my bachelor in food technology to engage in this role, learned about the industry. Then I worked in a food industry to actually see well how the things are working. And I realized that the healthy food is not just a recipe, but a challenge of uh, different aspects. So yeah, that wake me up in a way and show me that I need to learn more things if I actually want to make a change. And... That's how I ended up in the Netherlands <laughs> uh, for my master. Yeah, to, which is it's a master that includes all these uh, complex aspects I mentioned before. And now, when pursuing this master, what is your current view on our food system? Do you see any problems? And yeah, that actually for yourself, that needs to be solved directly. I don't think something that it's it can be solved directly <laughs> because, again, it's a combination of um different aspects uh, one thing affects uh, the other for example if we make a change in the regulation and make it more strict um it affects a lot of aspects of the product but that doesn't mean that makes it healthier so yeah we have to uh, combine the knowledge from all the stakeholders in order to make a difference it's not just the effort from one yes actually like True, I guess. <laughs> like, there's a lot to discuss about this subject, but 
I would start by educating people, I would say. And because like I can, I don't know what I feel like most of the the lack of basic knowledge about uh, nutrition and food and all this like basic stuff that we need to know that leads to all these mischoices that people sometimes make. And also it's like a beginning of other problems like social media for myself that we have so many misguidance there and people believe in them because it's the only thing that they are here basically like they hear that and I yeah I I would prefer to start with uh, uh, educating people and especially uh, children maybe some nutrition courses in school could be a nice step that's true because a lot of uh, all the um, industry is about uh, consumer needs and if consumer is aware and making knowledgeable decisions then the whole game can change yes exactly i have an interesting question on this because i saw there's last week game and research on the availability of food healthy food products in the supermarkets right and here in the Netherlands, they found out that around 70% of the food that is available is not in that research addressed as a healthy food product. So does then the focus needs to be on the consumer or the ones that provides this? Because your view is really on the consumer level. What do you think about this? This, this is a good question. <laughs> but I really feel like, you know, the demand that we have on the market shapes the products that we also have. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the demand is, of course, uh, everyone wants salty and sweet foods because, I know, dopamine wants it. (laughs) Our body wants it. Of course, it's nice for us, but we have to understand that we have to uh, protect consumers and at the long term, this is what they want. They want to be healthy, but maybe, if, I don't know, maybe a cheat day with potatoes and something very sweet, it's good. But long term, they just want to be healthy. And it's difficult to be consistent and have this long term um, image. So I guess this is our job to make them understand it's a day by day job. But uh, um- you know, for this question, if we go a little bit back, like at first, like, I don't know, some hundred years ago before all these massive food productions, like, I feel like, yeah, people had this more naturalness taste. They used to have, you know, this, but we changed it somehow. And now it's other way around. So we need again to start from consumers, I feel like. But yeah, like and in some countries, really, it's so bad. In Netherlands, it's fine, I guess. At least like people are aware. But yeah, like I lately, I've never been in US, but I heard that okay, you are. It's so difficult to find even yogurt without sugar. So it's like something that people are looking for. It right? Yeah, like I saw that in uh, the US, overweight of. People that have overweight is around 70%. So you can yeah. <laughs> think on the impact that food has there. It's not only food, right? It's also yeah, of course. Around. It's lifestyle. It's a co- complex yes. thing. And um, 
now next also on this is like what is something that you really miss in our current system yeah i will say again the same thing that even uh, if consumer wants for the moment something sweet and salty we must protect them and create a balance for them um but um yeah very recently actually i noticed that our regulation in food system is quite new and there are a lot of gaps. So, yeah, if we think that it exists for 20 years almost, uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, yeah, it's understandable that some things are not being done very carefully or, I don't know, it's difficult to take into account all the stakeholders that are affected by, um, a, I don't know, a regulation that we make. So we have to understand that every law we make, every action we implement, it has its own reactions to different things. And yeah, for example, if we uh, think about the preservatives, the regulation has a limit for this. But that doesn't mean that if we follow these limits, the end product will be healthy. So, yeah. There are a lot of uh, advantages for this. It makes the food uh, affordable, uh, convenient, but it doesn't make it healthy. And I think this perspective, this perse uh, perspective has to be changed. Make the health the uh, first focus. Good. Really nice. I, I agree on that. Sense. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like your master took you even to uh, the journey to, well, create a company on paper and provide do the presentation in anuga would be one of the biggest fair we can say um to i could say an, an, a really um interesting jury and that was actually for the the company called quinola can you take us on this journey how did it start like from establishing the idea to actually making the business plan yeah, uh, yeah, I can tell you that it was more challenging than we ever expected. <laughs> um, yeah, we all everything started with a participation in Ecotrophilia. Um, yeah, it's a food innovation competition for those who don't know it. Um, our main goal was to create a healthy food and also make a difference in the market. Uh, we noticed that quinoa is mainly used as it is, for example, in in salads. And we wanted to find a way for consumers to incorporate it in their diet in more ways. So we decided to make a drink. Um, yeah, we wanted to avoid uh, additives. So uh, we chose fermentation for natural fortification. And yeah, for the whole process of formulation, it was very challenging. It needs a lot of trials, asking consumers uh, about their opinion, implementing the feedback, and finally try to create a value. Um, so if, if, when we tried to make the business plan, we realized how <laughs> important the financial aspect it is. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we imagine the product in the markets. Actually, we show the process of how to actually put it in the supermarket. Um, yeah, we included the market strategy, uh, try to find investors, suppliers. Everything was very, 
Like a real life, right? Yeah, like real really, life. It's, it was like really we are starting a startup and our product will be on the market. Maybe someday will be, I don't know. <laughs> Did you create it in, in your kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, like we also use the like Villa Flora labs there, but not that often, like one or twice we went there. But they didn't have all the equipment that we needed, so we had to buy everything and then <laughs> make everything right at home. And we did, I guess, four or four sensory tests. Yeah, yeah, four sensory yeah. tests, and each time like we had different flavors because quinola has such a strong uh, taste, yeah. and yeah, so it's like it was really difficult to cover it plus the sourness of fermentation. And we didn't want to add tons of sugars or sweeteners like most products that exist. So, like, it was difficult. But I guess we made it, right? Yeah, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) From the results, uh, we got a nice feedback. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but how was the experience to present uh, this idea? And uh, how did the the jury experience your product? Um, Yeah. I think I'm speaking for all the team when I'm saying that it's a mix of excitement and nervousness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the most important part is that uh, we got a great feedback. And yeah, the questions challenges you, I don't know, think on our feet because when we make a product, it's sometimes we ov- we're overexcited and we oversee some parts. I mean, it's too good for us. Um, but yeah, that put us in the ground and yeah, show us some parts and to improve. Um, but at the same time, it was a time of relief because we put so much work on it. It was very stressing. And finally, um, yeah, it was the presentation time. We knew that it would end. Yeah. You did it besides just pursuing the master, right? Because this is this. Yeah, um, European competition is is something extra. Yeah, uh, you know, it started like this, but uh, after some point, we felt like, oh my god, we might we might uh, start something here, and it became very serious. Yeah, it was yeah, long hours work, <laughs> <laughs> and and some critical remarks on your project. Because okay, look, there's uh, we all know that most of startups fail in the end, and that's as you said. Uh, it can be leading because the ones that lead the product are so overwhelmed by the idea that they overlook problems. Um, what is it in your case? Where did you, well, what, what kind of critical remarks did you got? So uh, we had like some questions, some remarks from juries and they were mostly focused on taste part. Because, like, as I mentioned, like, we have the sourness, for example, from fermentation, but it's not that, uh, I, I would say, yeah, that uh, favorite taste in Europe, especially Western Europe countries. And, uh, yeah, but I, I, I feel also like, you know, uh, like most drinks on the market like they are sweet especially plant-based drinks so it's like it gives people the, this perception that the, when they are having this drink it will be really sweet but when you explained about the product and like 
uh, tell all details, what's A, what's our goal, what's that. Then it really changed suddenly. So when we had people to try it at FNLI, it's like this annual meeting of the, uh, food industry, food and beverage industry companies in Netherlands. And we had like several people that they are like from these big companies and they tried it. We got really positive uh, feedbacks from them. They liked it. I don't know, like some of them, they even offered that, yeah, you can maybe share more information on the email. Maybe there's, we can do something. But yeah, the, that date was good. Is it comparable to kefir? Or? Yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's comparable with kefir, but it's also like <clears throat> the current flavor that we have, it's dates and cinnamon. So you feel this uh, dates and cinnamon. And also there is a nuttiness flavor of quinoa. So it's like a, a taste festival, basically, I would say, in your mouth at first when you have. Like you need- it sounds like a product for now, this coming yes, period, exactly. right? Like this Christmas drink, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, we've got this comment a lot. Yeah, we yeah. got this comment a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. People wanted to drink it hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they even asked this question. <laughs> well, you can uh, think about a new uh, matcha, often is a uh, matcha tea. Yeah, it's something like this, I would say. But, but at first, before they get the information, they are expecting some, like, you know, like this plant-based milk, watery, mostly sugar, like nothing else. And But it's not like that. It's something completely different. Texture, taste, everything is different. And That's really nice. And, and um, now looking into the future, how do you see the future food from your own perspective? And where, where are you most excited about? I, I would say, like, in recent years, like, some of these well-known companies, they I see that, like, they are focusing more on healthy and innovative products. That's, like, something that I really get excited. Like, I see that, okay, like, people are doing this now. Also, there are really good startups that they are having, and especially, like, for startups, they are focusing on one product specifically, and they just keep improving it, and I, I really like it. And it's, like, it seems that they have potential in the market. Mm, yeah, I, I I feel like we can make a difference and to and help people, basically, to have a healthier lifestyle, maybe. And, and I think the sustainability part will be yeah. very important in the future. And because of the regulation also, it will be implemented in the regulation. So I guess all the companies at the end, they are obliged to include it in their marketing. Yeah, the, the, the current food system is not as sustainable for the coming, uh, let's say, 50 years. And what advice would you give to uh, students that's starting, well, an equal master, right? The Health Food Innovation Master. Um, I would just say that, okay, it's always nice to have a nice grade on the courses, but uh, I think the most important thing, especially if you go abroad to have this master, is to get all the other experience except from the courses. Um, this specific master, uh, we have the chance to go uh, to food first, TCL, FI, and we went to Anuga for the competition. 
um, get to know the companies, making contacts, um, participate in competitions and be real. Like, like we make a startup for the beginning. Like it's reality because it can be reality. Uh, yeah, I think this is the most important part of doing the master and not just the courses. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, you know, be open, I would say, especially for uh, what I love about our master is that like, when you message or email or like try to get in touch with uh, alumni, they, most of the time they answer you back and they are so helpful. And it's like really amazing. I really like it. It's like it's we already the moment that you start this master program, it's like you have a network out there and like they are ready and they are there for you. I really like it. And I would say like they need it's good if they know the value of this this and like take like take their help, take their guidance. It's like perfect. I it's a it's a small master so the yeah it felt like a small family somewhere. yes exactly <laughs> like and it's so nice and um for like students that will well next actually this year also the coming year they um there will be another ecotophilia what advice would you give to them like something that you came up from own experience I would say do a good research before choosing your product. <laughs> See what exists, what not, and what uh, demands exist in the market, basically, what people prefer. And definitely ask right questions to right people because, yes, you know, you need to distinguish. Like, you ask several people, it's fine, but just get the advice that you feel like it's true. So you will sometimes get several different like for on same subjects so different advices and feedbacks but just calm down and take a breath and then uh, you choose your own path yourself but definitely uh, don't hesitate to ask for help and guidance from experts it's like so important and so helpful we got a lot yeah. and like it, it, it's like from our professors, from our friends, like especially Maria, she had several friends from her work and from second year students uh, that like the, now they are graduated. Yeah, they helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was perfect. Like, But it, I think the selection of a nice team members are yeah, very it's the most important. <laughs> Yeah, if you all are engaged and have a passion for the idea and I don't know, just think that never say that this work is enough and always improve yourself, then I guess you will succeed. Yes. Uh, we always want to learn from uh, the older people, right? With the expertise. That's why this podcast has all these profound guests. Well, what experts, what, 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 what can experts learn from the Euro as a new upcoming young entrepreneur or young employee? Yeah, I always think of it because I'm always uh, asking for uh, um, help from my older colleagues. 
And I'm thinking, oh, I should give something <laughs> in advance at least at some point. Maybe I think I want to believe that that someday they will ask my advice too. Um, but what they always tell me is that my passion and my enthusiast enthusiasm is what gives them also a motivation, and um, they, they are also they are very happy to listen to the new generation because is that that inspires them new ideas on the table. Uh, we are also very familiar with the new technology systems, <laughs> uh, which they're not. And yeah, I think this collaboration is, uh, this collaboration is very important for every industry environment in order to yeah have a progress. There's all this tradition uh, that our previous guests leave a question to our next guest. And our previous guest was someone in the yeah le- regulatory part in the lab cultured meat section and uh, she came up with the following question to you how would you use food technology to create the new normal when it comes to food like what she was aiming at is should we be trying to imitate the food we already know or should we create something new yeah there is an ethical background there (laughs) yeah depends on the way that it is Made. I mean, the cultural yeah. techniques are various. And yeah, if we take it from consumer perception, then the imitation might be okay because they want something natural, they want something real, not laboratory, because they think laboratory uh, <laughs> it's something evil. <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, vegans and vegetarians, yeah, they, they won't accept it. Yeah. yeah. I would I, I would say first uh, I would start with like make remaking the traditional ones that we already know. So consumers, it's like it's I would get it like step by step. So consumers will get familiar with this technology, and after we yeah, are maybe some new products by using this technology. Yeah. And that are like then totally new products or. Copies. I think copies. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, at the beginning yeah. copies, but then new yeah. products. So it will be more acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. And then there's this other tradition. So we ask our our guests always what is their favorite food, favorite dish? What is your favorite food or favorite dish? A lot actually. Yeah. <laughs> like she's from Greece, I'm from Iran. We have lots of food. <laughs> Like the huge culture there. Uh, I will say Yemista. <laughs> uh, it's uh, stuffed. Um, it could be peppers, uh, onions, um, tomatoes. Uh, stuffed tomatoes, you yeah take the inside part <laughs> and you fill it with rice, minced meat, uh, small other veggies. And a lot of feta. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, it's on the oven with a lot of olive oil. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah nice. It's For me, uh, it's, I would say fesenjun. I really like that food. Uh, it's, what? <laughs> uh, I, will, I will tell you. It's a, it's a stew. But uh, it's not like, I don't know, before you need to, the main ingredients is walnuts, basically. 
So you need like uh, finely blend it, like finely, finely, really good. And all the only oil that exists in this store is like this walnut oil, basically, but it's too oily because you have a lot of walnuts. And you flavor it with pomegranate paste and like then you have some meat and it, it can be either red meat or chicken and some yeah some other flavors so I think it's it's sweet sour taste that you can implement as much as you like but, but it's such a rich food I would say I really like it where can we find it <laughs> <laughs> you only your mom's kitchen <laughs> Well, then uh, we actually come to an end of this uh, this this episode, and it was, uh, it was really nice giving these insights. And uh, I believe that, uh, yeah, in the end, from your own start, already with the idea to to bring more healthy food to the market, and seeing all these problems also arising during the journey, and yeah, I think that we are in an area that we uh, we need people like you to step up in this scene and uh, change it as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank for you the invitation. For the it was so nice. <laughs>